It is another edition of Jamal About Sports coming to you on Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday, November 21st, 2018. Kicking us off was Reasons to be Cheerful Part 3 by Ian Dury and the Blockheads. And as we approach Thanksgiving tomorrow, we have lots to be thankful for. One of those things is my main man, A.G., riding shotgun tonight. What is up? What's happening? Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. As we were just uh, off air in the midst of a uh, rather uh, serious conversation about the state state of the world. About the state of the world. That's why we try to escape the sports. Exactly right. Exactly right. So It's been a a great escape for 40 years as long as... uh, as long as we can keep it pure and keep the keep the keep the politics out of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how pure it is. There's a there's a lot to not like in both pro and college athletics. But we try to sift through the rubble, shall we say, to find uh, to find some light uh, in 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 the lands in the landscape because you know there's. There's obviously a lot of issues on in both pro and college sports, but we're not focusing on those today. We are going to be focusing on. The National Football League, of course, both the Lions and Cowboys play tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about that, talk a, bit, a little bit about last week's games as well. Uh, also talk a little bit about the Monday Night Football game. I'm sure you have some thoughts about that. I have some very uh, definitive ideas about what that uh, means for the future of the NFL and the present. Uh, and if we have some time, we can talk a little bit Major League Baseball. Uh, Yankees with a nice acquisition, and we can also talk very briefly, if also time permits, about the New York Knickerbockers. Do we have, do we have to? I, I mean, we don't have we, to. There's really nothing to talk about. You had band practice last night. Just real quick before we get into the NFL, the Knicks, Knicks gonna Knicks. Mm-hmm. So Knicks doing Knicks things. It's like Watching a Knicks game, it's like watching the, the old scrub matches, uh, WWF matches. Correct. Uh, circa, you know, the designated the, losers right. versus the, 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 the evil Watch, doers. Yeah, watching the Iron Sheet go up against uh, Larry Lee. Right, right. Or Tito or, Santana or, versus Don Morocco or something like that. No, no, that, that, no, Santana wasn't a scrub. Oh, he wasn't? No. Who's who's the guy I'm thinking of there? Not Tito Santana. He was like a, he was like a good guy who like was kind of, he wasn't obviously. Well, there was SD Special Delivery Jones. No, I know. He was, he was, he was a little bit more than a designated. Yeah, he, no, he was because SD teamed up with Rocky Johnson. Right? Uh, no, I think it was Tony Alice. Oh, that was Tony Alice and Rocky Johnson. You're right. Uh, SD is the guy with the hole in his back. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Yep. So maybe SD special delivery jokes. But yeah, a guy that basically, they, anytime you thought they might win, they were always going to lose at the end. That's the Knicks, basically. Right. So last yeah, you night. Can, you can set your watch to it. Last night, perfectly. So in the, yeah, because, you know, they've gotten blown out in several games this year, but they've lost a bunch of close games. Um, several factors for that, right? One, youth. B, A, is the youth of the team. And B, they don't have a real point guard. But. Um, so last night's a perfect example. So Noah Vonley played a great game, 14 points, 14 rebounds, and missed four foul shots in the fourth quarter. In the game they ended up losing by four points. Of course. Uh, the first time he missed two, they had a chance to cut it to one, missed both. Next time he had a chance, he met, next time he missed two, they had a chance to tie the game, missed both. Had to been a loose ball and like three offensive rebounds that they, didn't, that they weren't able to get. Well, so, so here you go. It's a perfect example. So he misses the foul shots, right, the chance to tie the game. Uh, Damon Lillard been, who kills the Knicks always and was killing them last night. Uh 
Timmy Hardaway actually did a pretty good job of maybe the only time in the game defending him. Forces a miss, but uh, Trey Burke uh, roams into no man's land, doesn't box out his guy. Guy gets a rebound, lays it up and in, four-point right. game, that's it. Yep. So, the Knicks, so the Knicks get the miss, but can't get the rebound, of course. It always happens. Right, and and so they, ha- they would have had the rebound chance to at least tie the game, couldn't even do that. So that's basically the Knicks in a nutshell, you're right. No, no, no real reason to talk about them. Let's get to the NFL. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to the let's get to the NFL. Uh, big games for both our squads tomorrow. Yeah, big divisional games. Um, so, it, are so, they though? Are, are they that big? Well, so so we'll get to that in a second. But under the category of, I might be a few tweaks away from being a well-adjusted adult male. Right. So how did we, we've explored this theme? Yeah. <laughs> quite a bit. Over yeah, yes, we have. Yes, we have. Well, it's relevant, I believe. Uh, but especially especially now at the holiday season. Yeah. You'll, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll be. Yeah. So, 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 in keeping with that, right. so had a dream last night. Mm-hmm. Dreamt that uh, I was watching the game with right. with with Jim and Kathy Hayden, right. my parents, mm-hmm. and uh, lines are playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, lines in the red zone, down close. I think a chance to either tie or take the lead, and uh, Stafford throws an interception, mm-hmm. and I am doing everything in my power to keep it together. To keep it together. Yeah. Uh, lines get the ball back, I guess, or whatever. Same exact thing. Same thing happens. I'm trying everything <laughs> in my power to not lose my mind that Stafford just threw an interception. And I remember even in the dream thing, wait, no. No, it was almost like it was almost like re- my reaction when I was 14 years old when Eddie Murray missed a 43-yard field goal in the playoffs against the 49ers. Right. I was in stunned disbelief because I hadn't yet been lionized. I didn't know that that's exactly how it's supposed to go. You, right, you didn't know that this is. Yeah, this, I thought we were going to win. Script. Right. Right. Exactly. I didn't know that that was it's the like script. watching a scrub match, thinking the scrub is, uh, right. is, is really has it really has a chance to to, to, <laughs> to not only beat Big John stuff, but then body slam. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know any better when I was 14, even though I had witnessed at that point was the shortest overtime game in history just four years uh, three years prior to that on Thanksgiving the David Williams kickoff return for a touchdown after Vince Evans ran it in from six yards out with no time remaining to right. send the game right. into overtime right. <laughs> the Lions blew a 17-3 yeah. fourth quarter lead I also didn't know that was and part that was of the also, script that was also in the days when nobody blew 14 point leads like, no all the time now yes you blew a 14 point lead I mean you might as well have blown a 40 point lead pretty much because because teams didn't throw as much then it was just um, a totally different game oh plus it was also Vince could, Evans was the quarterback. Too. I mean, I know he I mean, had that. You were allowed to play defense. It was, it was, right. it was a lot harder to make up. Ground. A lot harder to score, and teams could run the ball then too. So teams could run and get several first downs, uh, and and keep the ball away from the other team as well. Generally speaking, yeah, right. So in any event, so yeah, I didn't know that. So anyway, in the dream, I'm kind of like. No, wait, no. He already threw an interception. He's not you doing it, do again. it again, right? He's not going to do it again. He's not going to. I don't know how it ended, but that was my dream last <laughs> night. All right. All right. So, so yeah. Um, so there's that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and the, and of course the other the other part of that whole scenario is you'll be in Long Island with Jim and Kathy. Yes. And for the uninitiated, one <laughs> Kathy Hayden does not <laughs> suffer fools. She. <laughs> She does not, nor has she ever stood for nonsense. She She does not stand for baloney. Yes, she does not. And um, (laughs) when you get these two idiots uh, uh, talking to Mike right now, you know, with with really probably... Borderline personality disorder, <laughs> sports obsessions. She is not. She's not particularly. Uh, she's not p- particularly sympathetic. She's not when f- when, uh, when your team loses on Thanksgiving and you're uh, and you're really not in a good mood. No, not, you know. And but then you know then you're gonna have to go to dinner. Yes, and you're gonna have to make conversation. Yes, because that's <laughs> so, what you do. Kramer, uh, yes. 
That you know, I will, I will, I will, so, I will. So, yeah. So, yeah so so if your team loses, yes, it's it's just it, it's it's a tough it's a tough evening. It it well. So here's the interesting thing. So I have I I will say to give myself a little credit. I I have been, I have been able recent years to completely. Turn it off. You can shut it off? I can right. shut it off. That, that shows some growth. Right? right? The last time I had, it, it was a real issue, was I want to say it was the 2013. Justin Forsett game? Yes. So I think that was 2013 season. Uh, was that Schwartz's last year? It was because Caldwell's first year was 14. So, yes, it was 2013. Lions had a chance. If they won that game, I think it would have gotten them to round five and six. They were still, and they had the Colts coming in the next week, which was a very winnable game. Um, and, you know, that whole thing, right? I mean, the Justin Forsett thing, uh, Jason Hansen missing a field goal that would have won the game in regulation. I mean, it was brutal, and the game went to overtime. Mm-hmm. So now, but we've got to leave because we've got to go to dinner because oh. dinner is at 5 o'clock, you oh. see. <laughs> so we've got to leave. And so, by the way, she, she ain't deviating from those plans. <laughs> no, she is not. <laughs> Once those plans are set, they are set. <laughs> Yeah, calling an audible, as uh, it were. Five o'clock don't mean five o one. No, it's in Kathy Aiden time. <laughs> and yeah, and calling an audible, as it were, not a strong suit of one Kathy Hayden. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, If the plans are set for a specific that's time, what they are. that's what they are. We're not. We're not. De- as you said, there, there's no deviation from this, and there's no choice in the matter. Yeah, there's no halftime adjustments. To no, me. no, 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 no. And because she has, in, in her mind, and by the way, rightfully so, she has had to sit through three hours of her husband and her son yakking nonstop. And completely defeatist attitudes. Everything is negative. Right. Me basically doing a slow boil to try to keep my emotions in check, which she knows, which I get no credit for. Because she's not. angry at the fact that I'm even angry right. about how the game is going. No, yeah, her, 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 her <laughs> anger uh, you know, completely trumps your anger. Correct. So, yeah. So, I mean, the whole day. Like the whole thing is she, she's, she's, been, she's tolerating your existence this exactly. entire time. Barely. Barely. Yeah. And every year she says the same thing. I'm not fucking doing this again, Jimmy. I'm not. I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. You two idiots could go do your own Thanksgiving next year. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> and by the way, that is in no way, shape, or form an option. Like, like you try to call her on that? Okay, we are going to do a thing. Yeah. No, that's not happening. Listen, I have even offered to have them uh, come here. And, you know, we could do... Oh, no, no, sorry. That was Christmas Eve. That was a different thing. Although, of course, that was also yeah, met no with... Shot. What no are you, shot. out of your mind? Yeah, no not a chance. Shot. Not a chance. Oh, that's right, because in 2011, the Lions had a, a pivotal game against the Chargers. If they won that game, they were going to make the playoffs. So the choice was either... So I said, well, why don't you guys come here, you know, and then I'll do Christmas Eve. I'll host it at the apartment. <laughs> but is that no way I can watch shot. the game? Not a chance. No shot. So what we did, we did compromise. I went out the next day, Christmas morning, because also I was bringing uh, Grandma Lori. <laughs> so that that I was able to finagle that where I could watch the game in peace by myself here. And then I picked up Lori the next morning early on Christmas morning. Then we drove out to East Hampton to celebrate right. Christmas right. On, on Christmas Day. Reasonable compromise. Yeah. Yeah. But no, listen, I mean, for 40 years now, basically, Thanksgiving has been fraught with all kinds of tension because of the dopey Detroit Lions. I mean, because even in, so, but but I will say, yeah, the last time was 2013. That was, re- and I was aggravated, of course, that we had to leave the, had to leave 
early, although by then I actually kind of want didn't want to see the end because once we blew like three different chances to win that game, I knew we you were going to lose. Over. So I actually including, – Including a Kyle Vandenbosch dropped easy interception. Correct, right? correct. Yeah. At, at, at worst would have been – That mean, was a brutal loss. Yeah, worst would have put them in, in, at the 10-yard line, but should have, would have been could have easily been a pick six. Oh, yeah, Ryan Broyles with a huge drop on third down in that game. Brandon Pettigrew, surprise, surprise, with a huge drop on third down in that game that would have put him in field goal range. As I said, Jason Hansen missing a like a very – like 44-yard field goal, very makeable that would have won a game in, in regulation. And Kathy doesn't understand any of this. Like, yeah, she, no. she doesn't see, like, what, what are you getting so upset <laughs> Right. Well, she – you know what? It's funny. Last year – because so, so my new thing now is I don't raise my voice and I don't yell, but I sit there with my arms folded, and when things aren't going well, all I do is just make snarky comments, right? right. So I'll right. be like, oh, really nice play, Jared Davis. You're really good. That was – what a good draft pick. Yeah, good job, Bob Quinn. You're so much smarter. And so she goes – and then and, and she finally she just looks at me and she goes – if you hate this team so much, why do you root for it? <laughs> do you remember? Uh, she has a point. <laughs> she she absolutely does. Do you remember uh, circa '83 when the Cowboys lost in the championship game to the Skins? I was at, I watched the game with exactly, you. Exactly. Yes. At 92 Bergen Street. Yes, indeed. And I remember I, that was the Daryl Manley, Daryl uh, Daryl Grant, Daryl Manley. Yeah. Dexter. No, sorry, yeah. Dexter Manley, Daryl Grant. Hogan tried to rally him. Right. And, uh, you know, Strip sack, fumble, touchdown. Game, game over. Yes. Right. So and, and the Redskins, they, that at that time they were my number yes. one most hated rival. No doubt. I mean, you know, it, as it well was, they it, should be. It was Yank Sox. Oh, we hated them. We hated the fun, the fun bunch, fun, the whole yeah, thing, fun bunch, everything. Um, yes, yeah. Joe Theismann was was insufferable. Mark Mosley, everybody. John Riggins. It was uh, they were easily hateable. Yeah, team. remember like they were. It wasn't that game. It was, it was like a, a game, like uh, another big game in, in uh, Dallas when the Redskins just destroyed the Cowboys. Right. And uh, they did the fun bunch. And right. It was only I think it was only Dennis Thurman. I think Everson Walls came to try to break it up. Yes. I just saw an interview with uh, with Dennis Thurman. They talked about that. Oh, nice. How they, how they were the only two guys. What, yeah. He was like, what the hell was everybody else? Right. We were the only two guys. Yeah. To break this well, up. Dennis, anyway, Dennis Thurman was so, not having it. So anyway, uh, so Great 92 player. Bergen Street, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm completely despondent. Yep. And I'm, I'm not in a good way. No. And uh, Green. She's she was taking a more clinical approach. To okay, this. I remember her like asking you like what what I what why do you guys get so why are you so invested in this? Right, I don't. I don't she, she wanted to understand. She, she wanted yeah, to try yeah, to understand. She wasn't angry. Well, that's she how your moms did. I mean, your mom she was a teacher, right? So she I mean she she always she wanted to try to figure out the the, the mindset. And she and she, uh, she asked you. Yeah, and you just said you know <laughs> as as a, as as a, you know an innocent thirteen year old would say. See, you don't understand. See, when when your team loses, you lose. <laughs> Is that what I said? That's what you said. And, and, and she would constantly remind me for the remainder of my life. You know. Actually, you know what I said? That's pretty insightful for I a thirteen-year-old. Totally, totally, totally reasonable. But uh, obviously, obviously, it, it sunk in because she reminded me about it all the time. That's awesome. That is uh, great. Yeah, she was. She was more. She took more of a Phil Jackson approach, just like laughing at the idiots. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, see, because. Because 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 Kathy, you know, Thanksgiving is 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 a holiday, and this is family time, and so it's, right. in her mind, it's meant to be. It should be, uh, you know, treated and celebrated in a certain way. So again, she's begrudgingly accepted for forty years the fact that the Lions play twelve thirty every year. That's her concession, right? That is her concession. That's her concession. That is her concession. That she tolerates your, uh, your, yes. your 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 you know. yes, yeah, and and again, I mean. You know, I don't blame her. I will tell you this. It's been it, 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 it's the 20th anniversary of the one year where we did Thanksgiving with another family. 
mm. uh, my buddy Peter Miguero. Mm-hmm. We did it at his mom's house because at the time, my mom and his mom were friends. Mm. So they did their thing in the kitchen, mm. drank about four bottles of wine, smoked <laughs> about three packs of cigarettes, <laughs> and we all sat right. in the rumpus room or in the den or whatever on the big screen watching the Lions beat uh, the Steelers in overtime when uh, Phil Luckett made the wrong uh, heads or tails call. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it was that game. So so, so was, overall this was a success? It was a, it was a smashing success because – Kathy got to hang with her friend and not have to even be in the same room with us until the Every, everybody wins. Everybody wins until the food came out. Now, where was it? Was it at your place or there? No, place? it was at their place. But they were on the island too. They're in Santa Maria. Ah, so, so it wasn't like a big, nope. big travel. No, it was an hour drive or whatever. Not the end of the world. Right. No, it was perfect. That that's probably my favorite Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, Thanksgiving. You couldn't repeat this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. A shame. Yeah. Well, everybody's scattered, and they all have their you know the Miguero kids all have their own kids, and everybody lives in different places yeah. now. But yeah, that was probably my favorite one. Um, so yeah, so getting to the actual games, uh, good win, good good bet. You guys have saved your season, right? Bet you were three and five, went in, beat the Eagles. Two big, games, big I win. gave us zero chance of winning on right. the road. Right, which by the way, again, just further underscores the point that I mean, we, we like to think we know stuff. We don't know anything. Nobody knows anything. The more you think you know, the less you know. Nobody knows anything. Nobody, I, I, I the only thing anybody knows is nobody knows a thing. I, I mean, perfect example. There's, there's three. There's like four good teams, and everybody else. Is, pretty much. Everybody else is uh, you know. Anybody could be six and ten to to, to, to ten and six or nine and seven with a couple of breaks. Right. It's it's true. I mean, that's that's the league. I I, I mean, there, there's I mean, per, perfect example is the Lions beating the Panthers last week, right? The 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 Lions lost the Panthers last year when the Lions were a, a better team supposedly playing better, um, and uh, but Cam Newton's been playing lights out this year. Now, granted, I understand they just got fifty two put on them by the Steelers, but that was the Thursday night game, so they had more time to prepare. Uh, the Lions had just obviously gotten the wood laid to them by both the Bears and the Vikings in back to back weeks. Now, granted, it was a home game, but nevertheless. Uh, I, I did not really give the Lions much of a chance in that game. Uh, and the Panthers took the opening kickoff and went right down the field. <laughs> I mean, Newton was like six for six. I mean, we didn't even give, you know, they didn't give up any resistance. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long game. And sure enough, you know, they were able to, to eke out a win. Now, Karrion Johnson being hurt is a massive blow. Not as bad an injury as initially thought, right? Uh, in shocking, in a shocking development, yes, he he didn't tear his ACL. He's not done for the year. It's a sprained knee. He's going to miss at least. He's certainly out tomorrow. Definitely going to miss the following week for sure. Maybe he'll be back in week three. You know, by then uh, it likely may not matter. Um, so I mean, look, because of. The way the season's gone, and every time I'm ready to completely write this team off, uh, you know, they they yeah, same, same exact thing. Same thing with the Cowboys. So now you guys, well, let's get to let's get to Cowboys first because you guys are you guys control your own destiny, own destiny really. Lines still need a lot of help. So you guys are five and five now. Mm-hmm. You play the Redskins tomorrow. They're six and four. Tomorrow's win. If you win that game. Yep. You, 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 you win that you, game, you, you write you your control events, and you know you, yes. have, you have a very good chance to win the division. Yep. Lose that game at Euro, it's it's. Over. I don't know. I it's wouldn't over. go that far. It's over, because the Redskins will now have beaten you twice. Had the tie. Oh, you already break. lost to them once. Yeah. Okay. Had the tie break. Oh, that's right. You did. And right. you got the Saints. You're not. You're not beating the Saints. 
Um, I mean, you think that. You know, you know, you know, <laughs> I know. I know. Got the Eagles again. It's just you're not. You have to run the table, and there's zero chance of them running it. Right. Table. So right. You lose tomorrow, it's over. Right. Okay. But so tomorrow at least is. It, I mean, it, 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 the Immortal Words of Chevy Chase. Don't worry about this one. If you miss, we lose. Right. Right. But put 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 it this way though. If if I would have told you. Going into the Eagles game when you were three after and five Panther, after the Panthers game, uh, uh, Titans game, right? Monday night. If I told you that Thanksgiving was going to be to play for for first place in the division, you would have taken no, it, of course. Oh, absolutely, right, yeah. right. So, so two road games in a row, Eagles and, and, and Falcons, because there's no way we're getting right. one of these games, let alone both. Of them. Right now, to be fair, you caught both of them at the exact right time. Right, Eagles are ridiculously banged up, as are the Falcons. Both the guys, both teams, missing a ton of guys, particularly on defense and in the secondary. Um, not, not to take anything away from the wins. Look, you win on the road in the NFL. You don't throw it back. You don't apologize. Um, just sort of, you know, pointing out the fact that. Thing. And but by the way, we, as we know, uh, the Cowboys have no ability to take advantage of any kind of mismatch anyway. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, I mean, I, you know, every time one starter for me uh, goes out of the game, <laughs> I watch the opponent go right at him. I know. I mean, look at 2015 against the Saints. Right. One, uh, one guy gets hurt in overtime. One guy gets hurt in the next play, 70 yard touchdown. Right. Who was um, the guy that got hurt? Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Claiborne? No. Damian Wilson somehow got locked up one-on-one with um, C.J. Spiller. C.J. Spiller? Yeah, wow. Was, was yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy was, one, was that one of the six touchdowns he had in his whole yeah, career? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about just, that, dude. Just, you know, it, Former boss from it the seems, Bills. It seems like whenever, whenever somebody goes down, the, the, their, their opponent can goes right after it yeah. and, and, with success. Oh, so let me ask you this. Where what are you doing for the game tomorrow? For your game, uh, I'm hanging. You just I'm do your you do your own yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I you know I had a chance to uh, I, I got invited to um, uh, like a Duchess, New York. Uh huh. Really nice place up there. Yeah. I might not have been able to see the game, but that that actually wasn't the deciding factor. Right. It's just mentally, I, I just I can't get there. Yeah. It's just like having having to like deal with holiday uh, you know craziness. Yeah. At the Port Authority. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, Grand Central. Right. I just it's mentally. It's just I can't. Uh, I don't blame can't you. Do it. Nobody likes to travel. It's, it's, no, it's, no you ride the subways uh, twice a day, every single day. I hear you. Know, you. You just don't. You don't want to. And then you, you know, multiply that, but that crowded factor by about ten by t- you know tenfold. Right. No, I hear you. Listen, so, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't blame you. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's a holiday. A holiday, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want to do. So right. in this case, yeah. you kick it, you relax. It's going to be cold as hell here tomorrow that's, in that's New York. That's thing. Uh, so you just got to full, full – There really is something to be said for just being able to stretch out and just full, not, not have any kind of, the, like, obligation. That's it's the just, beauty of being an adult. It's yeah. pretty much the only good thing about being an adult right. <laughs> is that you can just do whatever you want for the most part. Right. I mean, particularly if you don't have a, a family. So, Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't have a wife and kids or whatever, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want most of the time. Um, so now, obviously, uh, Alex Smith out, done for the year uh, with the horrific uh, broken uh, ankle that he suffered, or lower leg or whatever it was last week. Uh, I would expect that you don't think that that's really a huge advantage because Colt McCoy is actually not that bad. Not at all. And, and uh, Colt McCoy's had success against my team. Right. Right. Passed anyway. Right. Right. And he's a Texas guy, and the game is in Texas, and you know whatever. He yeah. has played well. He's good. Guy. He's, 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 he's a perfectly good. credible backup quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you look around. I mean, he's not Blaine Gabert. 
No, uh, he's he's not going to be. He's not going to do anything to beat you. No, he's not Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I know everybody but be, got. Uh, beat himself. I mean, right, right. I'm to beat you as being its own right. team. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. He he he. I mean, look, there's a lot of bad starting quarterbacks, let alone backup quarterbacks in the league. He's a perfectly acceptable backup quarterback and probably could start for some teams. Probably. You're not going to go yeah. far with him, but you know he, he's he's not bad. So I don't think it's a huge uh, advantage for you guys that Alex Smith's not playing. First of all, Alex Smith's not, not even playing it's well not, this it's year. And it's yeah, no, and, you know nobody, uh, none of the Cowboy pundits uh, so they say the right. same thing. It's, it's right. Not, it, <clears throat> yeah. Now the risk is they are really beat up on they the offensive line. They are super beat up. They, they're just beat up, but in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they, but still, they're, they're front. They're front seven defensively. Well, they got all our Alabama guys over there. Really well. Yeah, they got all our Alabama guys over there. Plus Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, but Kerrigan, they, Kerrigan, he he, uh, he he has he, he plays he, he always plays well against the Cowboys. Yeah, but they've got Jonathan Allen. They've got Deron Payne, Deron Payne the rookie. Justin Smith. Uh, Ryan Nitus is playing well. Yeah, the the Temple guy. Guy from from uh-huh. Temple, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, obviously, Kerrigan. What about our guy Timmy Anderson? Is he hurt again? Uh, Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson. I mean, the I, other I Alabama think so, guy. He's okay. never, he's never played, so I assume he's yeah. He's and hurt. Fabian Moreau is playing for them, or he got hurt you also. Know, he's playing. He's okay, playing. struggling a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it takes time for corners, as we know. Um, so, oh, you know who's playing really well? It was uh, safe, the safety, DJ Swearinger. Yeah, he's, he, he's, you a, know, guy, he's a guy I that, like— I never understood why that guy, you know, it's kind of—he's like, not skill set-wise, but, like, he's kind of the Brandon Cooks of safeties. Like, this is his third team, I think, already. Meanwhile, anytime I ever see that guy play, whatever team Seems he's on, the guy makes up. plays. Yeah. I know he used to be a bit of a headhunter, and I think he's kind of curtailed that now. Uh, but the dude makes plays all over the place. I mean, he, he was get, good in college in South he, Carolina. He gets, he gets under your skin too. Yeah, he's he's a guy that you can't stand. Oh yeah, you hate him if he's if he's on your team. Yeah, you love him. Yeah, you love him. He he would be a glass eater, as you would say. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I hear we'll, you. We'll get to that uh, if, once once we get to once we get to Yankee baseball. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll talk about glass eaters if if we have time. I don't know, if, if there's time, I don't know if there might not be time. We're Yankees. <laughs> uh so, predictions for tomorrow. What do you think? Uh, it's it's so like the Cowboys to win these two games and get you and get you back in. I'm not falling. You know what? I'm not falling for it. You're not I'm falling not for falling the banana in the tailpipe. I'm not, I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe trick. No, no I'm not. Um, every time they, every time. First of all, it's a out, big. They keep, they keep pulling me back in. It's a big number. On, I'm very on, surprised on, by the number. On, uh, on paper, this this should absolutely. Cowboys should be should, a win. Should win this game. It's a, it's a game that you should win. That and that is why they won't win. And the Redskins is beat up as they're, they're going to win this division. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't even think they're that good. But it's just, they're not it's that good. If years. they could get healthy, they might be okay. The NFC is a, a different team wins every single year. I know. Uh, you know, everybody thinks that the, the Cowboys, the Eagles, at some point are going to get it together. Right. I, I, the, I, I see the Redskins limping to the finish line. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they will. Uh, Eagles aren't getting it together. I don't think they're really getting it together anytime that's soon. The Saints game sure doesn't look like it. But you know that that's when that's when teams get are the, of course are their most uh, of course. I mean, listen, that's when they can really surprise because the Eagles didn't look like they even no. belonged on like they belonged on a, on, an on the same field. field. No, yeah. I mean, but the old adage: you're never as good as you look when you win, or as bad as you look exactly. when you lose. Certainly, would I think would apply there. But yeah, I'm no, saying I just and granted, but just look at the Eagles who's playing for them. I mean, they, they got nobody back there. Their whole secondary is hurt pretty much. Yeah, that's and yeah, and then they and they had another injury against. Uh, Maddox, the, the rookie from Pittsburgh, right? Uh, so, yeah. So yeah, they're, they're really, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're really they're, they're banged up. Scotch tape it together. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I um, 
And it's safe a, lot of, a lot of this just might be, you know, because I have a stake in it. So, yeah. you know, maybe if I was just looking at it completely clinically, I might take the Cowboys. But right. No, I'm, I'm telling this is emotional. And this is, you know, this isn't, it's not even a reverse jinx thing. Right. It's that for the reason that they just won these two games and I gave them no chance of winning. Right. And thinking, you know, we, we can, you know, we can take control of the division here. Right. That's why they won't. That's what this team does. Right. They, they, they pull you back in. Yeah. And they, they, they get your they, hopes and they, up. And they do what they do. They want to dash. They them. do what they do. They're an eight and eight. They're seven and nine. Right. Eight, eight nine, and seven. Some right. combination. That's what they are. Um, All right. You are, you are as, as Bill Parcells said, you are, you are, yes. you are. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. The lines are in a similar situation, right? It looks like Trubisky is not going to play. Um, looks like Chase Daniel is going to play, who I always liked. Uh, I don't think he's that bad either. Um, I don't think it's a huge deal. The, the, I think the, the main difference is obviously he doesn't give you the, the – he's not as much of a threat uh, running the ball the way Trubisky is. Um, but Trubisky absolutely lit the lines up two weeks ago. Now, Darius Slade didn't play in that game. Um, and even though it's been a down year for Darius Slade by his standards. Do you see Trubisky, by the way, as a guy who's starting to put it together? Uh, no. No, no, sir. No, I don't. I don't. Um, I think that that defense obviously is tremendous. Um, and, I mean, look, the game against the Lions is a perfect example. Uh, a couple of those throws were just flat-out busted coverages. Uh, one of the touchdowns was a play where, you know, Deshaun Shed's right there to make a play on the ball, and, of course, doesn't. We talk. You and I talk about this, what, five times a week? The epidemic throughout college and pro football where defensive backs cannot play the ball in the air, get their heads turned, and locate the ball. It's, 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 it's how they're being coached. It has to be, but I don't understand why anyone would coach it that way. Look, look at the, the results are horrendous. I mean, it's an absolute joke. You, now, you either don't make the play or you get or you get, or you get called for pass, pass interference. Exactly, because even if you don't... If the make, ball's on the throne, you're definitely getting pass interference. Correct, and even if it's not, and even if you make very minimal contact, if you don't have your head turned back towards the ball, it always looks way worse than it is, so you're always going to get called. It's unbelievable. So you're just hoping that they can just they, they just blindly swat the ball out of the I, I guess. you got to receive it with strong hands. Well, and that's the other don't. thing, right? And they try to teach them, you know, work through the arms, work through the arms. Look at half the receivers in a league. They're all 6'4", 220 pounds. They're they're the size of tight ends from 20 years ago. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You can't. Yeah. You so, can't. so, like, so I have to hear lip service about it. Yeah, well, you know, he was, was there. He couldn't get that. You know, he's right there. Yeah, it's, I saw Julio the play. Jones. Yeah, you know, he's not going to do well. All right. Yes, there's not a lot of Julio Jones, but there's a lot of six four, two hundred and ten pound receivers. Yeah, they're going to come down. With yeah, I mean, look, Nevin Lawson against you guys. He had Michael Gallup covered perfectly, but he didn't get his head turned around, and the guy made a nice catch on him. I mean, you know, Awuzie say had the same thing going up against Kenny Galladay in that game. I mean, it's it, 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 it's just unbelievable. But anyway, getting back to the Lions, so it's funny because no carry on Johnson, right? Um, I, I I I fear because Matt Patricia, this is he's shown a penchant to be. We we bailed on Matty Pat, so have we not? Um, I mean, listen, it was always going to be a tough ask for me to root for that guy. To yeah, I don't with. think Bale is, is the right term. It's just that he, he, he he's shown who, me he, nothing. He is who you thought he was. He's correct? shown me nothing so far. Yes. Uh, well, you know what? I, 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 I did go in with an open mind because the one thing that, that heartened me was that he was in high demand from other teams as well. This wasn't a Marty Moore. I didn't think this was a Marty Morningweg situation where no one else in their right mind was going to hire that clown to be a head coach, right? Remember, the Giants were all in on Patricia. You know, Shermer was their second choice. They'll never admit that, but that's basically the the, 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 the general consensus. Um, so, you know, I did kind of think that I, I was certainly ha- kept an open mind. And as you know, I didn't hate Caldwell, 
but I certainly was not banging the table to keep him here either, right? right, right. I thought he had kind of gotten the lines to a certain level, uh, which was respectability, which was, you know, three out of four years, they went nine and seven, not horrible, not great, right? Kind of stuck in that middle ground. Um, and the other year was the seven and nine year, which they started one and six that year and got to seven and nine. And we all know about the Thursday night Hail Mary game. And as you know, I'll go to my grave saying if they win that game, they run the table and make the playoffs that year. But anyway, um, so he didn't do a bad job by any stretch. He did a lot of good things for the, for, for the team and the organization. But, yeah, I was fine with, with the hire. It made sense. You got a New England guy who's going to bring a New England coach in. And I liked it better than Josh McDaniels, uh, if that was my other choice, um, although it wasn't apparently. But – um, also given McDaniel's smashing success as a head coach with Denver. Right. Well, and then also given McDaniel's little gutless snake move where he took the Colts job and then backed out at the last minute. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. So um, this year. So, no, but the whole thing with Patricia was, you know, then he came in with the, I'm taking the ping pong table out of the players' lounge. We're going to practice for four hours. We're going to do a lot more hitting. We're gonna, you know, look. I, I don't think a big culture change needed to be made. Okay, I hate that term to begin with. I find it's just lazy and uninspired now. And I didn't think that the Lions needed a massive culture change. I didn't think they were a lazy team. I didn't think they they. they well, the players always played hard. Right. For, for exactly. Exactly. But this is you know this is this is his thing. And again, give me the Patriots assistant that this has worked for. None. So far, none. The only one who's had a modicum of success is Bill O'Brien, and he also even went to college in between. So, you know, um, in any event, you know, when I started reading stuff like that, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And then I, I saw, you know, it's funny. His introductory press conference, he was, he, was, he was gregarious. He was friendly. He was joking. I was like, wow. And then, of course, once the lights came on and once the practices started, Went right into Bill Belichick mode. Now, he's not quite that much of a creep, but he's another one of these guys. He will lecture you, boy. He will tell you what you know. What right, you right. know. Tell that reporter to sit up straight. Yeah, he had that. And then last week, there was a whole and, – and, and again, I, I will say this. The Detroit media bears some responsibility in this. So they apparently last week, the Lions practiced outside in the snow. They don't play another game outside for four weeks, right? They played home last week. They're home today uh, tomorrow. Then they play. Then they're home against the Rams, and they're at Arizona. So they, you know they're not playing an outside game in inclement weather for a while. But he had him practice outside, and so nobody criticized him for it. One, a couple of the beat writers wrote articles questioning it, saying you know seems odd, but okay. So he did a press conference, and he, instead of just saying, "Look, you know." I, like, I feel like, yes, I understand we don't play indoors for a while, but we're going to play outdoors eventually. I think it's, it, there's merits to it. One of the things he pointed out, which I didn't think of, which is a, a very valid point, is, you know what? You practice on grass, it's easier on the players' bodies than practicing on, on turf inside. You know what? Fair point. It's reasonable. Reasonable point. Could have just left it at that. But he went on this long, rambling explanation, and then at the end said, so all you other head coaches in the room, you guys good with that? Oy. Uh-huh. Couldn't help himself. Couldn't help oh, himself. Right. Now, look, I don't need my head you know, coach to if be... If you're Billy Tuna and right. you're in a league for, you know, well, coaching for 30 You have years, a track record and a resume? You get, to, you get to be salty. Right, right. When you have a track record and a resume and you've actually done something as a head coach in this league and won a few games, then you get to be salty, like, as you said. You can be sarcastic and snide. But when your resume says you're 3-6, and six, which is what you were at the time, 
I'm not interested. I don't need your snide comments. And look, I get it. I don't need the head coach to be buddy-buddy with the media, whatever. But you're not doing yourself any favors. You're not going to – I mean, and again, I understand he's not here to try to make the fans like him. I I understand that. I understand all that stuff. But, I mean, you don't have to be a total jackass about it and be, you know, holier-than-thou, sanctimonious, I'm smarter than everybody. You guys couldn't possibly know more about football than I do because, you know, like that whole attitude is just a turnoff, right? Uh So in any event, having said all that, um, I don't think he's the biggest problem. I think the general manager is the problem. He, he, the drafts that he's had in his yeah, free, his track record's not been great. It's not great so far. Um, so that's 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 uh, you know, look, and I'm not, he hasn't been a total disaster, but I mean, hardly anybody's a total disaster. You're not gonna get every move wrong, just like you're not gonna get every move right. But obviously, the goal 20, is 2015 was his first draft, right? Uh, 2016. Mm. Yeah, the 2015 draft was Martin Mayhew's left draft. Last draft. So he's, so he's had three drafts. Yeah. So Martin Mayhew's last draft was 2015, leaving the lines with one player from that draft. Quandre Diggs, a sixth-round pick. Mm. After they cut Amir Abdullah, which, by the way, very wise getting rid of him. And now that Kerryon Johnson's out, we're stuck with LeGarrette Blount. Hopefully, they're actually going to give Zach Zenner a shot tomorrow. Anybody could be better, is better than LeGarrette Blount. Do you understand that he has 24 yards on Sorry, 16 yards on 24 carries in his last three games. Let, let, let me repeat That's that. Not great. 16 yards on 24 carries, not the other way around. Yeah, we we, we knew this was going to happen too. Yeah. Well, uh, listen. Yeah, I, so if you so if you cut him in the next couple of games, he'll go back to the Patriots. Lo- get, let let him go. G- g- good riddance. But you know what? Patricia won't because he's Patricia's little teacher's pet hitman. He's his internal hitman. He's there to deliver Patricia's message to the troops. It's the only reason why he's still on the team. Because if it was merit-based, there's no way his fat ass would still be on the team. He is terrible. And keep bouncing the ball outside, though, LeGarrette, because you're so fast. Keep bouncing everything outside. I mean, I, 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 I've, listen, I've disliked I this guy. I remember when the Cowboys played them, I was like, yes, please, he keep, stinks. please keep getting the I remember ball. when he was a rookie with Tampa Bay with, when Schwartz was the head coach, and I was like, I'm not scared of this guy at all. And the Lions completely bottled him up. Look, I've disliked him ever since he sucker punched that kid at Boise yeah, State when he was, right? in, when he was yeah. at Oregon in college. Uh, I disliked him uh, ever since then. Then when he had his little hissy fit and he quit on the Steelers three years ago because he didn't like the way he was being used, and somebody in the Patriots put a little whisper bug in his ear and told him that if he gets himself cut, they're going to pick him back up because he was with the Patriots the year before. And guess what happened? He play, he, he behaved him in a, in a manner in which he gave the Steelers no choice but to cut him. And then, sure enough, a week later, oh, I'm all happy. I'm back with the Patriots. Yay. Yeah, I can't stand this guy. I told you. On Twitter, I posted when it happened. This move is lazy and uninspiring and uninspired. This is an uninspired and lazy move, and I got killed on Twitter for it. Uh, yeah, thank you. And listen, I, I'd rather be wrong. I'd rather he actually be a viable option, but unfortunately he's not. He's been horrendous, absolutely horrendous. I mean, literally every Lions fan, every time he's in the game, you, could, uh, if you, I, you just hear a collective groan. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Particularly, and listen, I understand Karen Johnson's hurt now, but again, hopefully Zach Zenner gets a run. I mean, look, the last time Zach Zenner actually got a little pu- a little play, he had that great first half against you guys two years ago on that that uh, the, the Monday night game that was the day after Christmas. He had 63 yards and 10 carries in the first half, and then Jim Bob Cooter decided to not give him the ball at all in the second half. It made no sense. Oh, that, that was in 2016, right? Yeah, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Zach Sandler, is he a superstar? No. Could you get by with him for a game? And is he going to be better than LeGarrette Blount? Yes. So putting, saying all of that, and by the way, even if Trubisky was, if Trubisky was playing, I, I would feel the same way. I, I, I weirdly think Lions going to win tomorrow. I was just going to say, what is I really do prediction. That's, uh, that's I really do. I really think the it makes no sense. I mean, Akeem Hicks is a beast. Their defensive tackle, Khalil Max, a beast. Lions offensive line has played poorly for most of this year. They played pretty well against Carolina, although a lot of that was a function of Stafford getting the ball, getting the ball out of his hands fast. Um, but Rick Wagner has been an absolute disaster, particularly you factor in the fact that he was the highest paid right tackle in football last year. Uh, he, was aw- he wasn't awful against the Panthers, but he had a couple plays where he was completely non-competitive. Um, he got schooled badly against the Bears two weeks ago. Uh, no Marvin Jones either, which is a huge loss, again, since he's the line's only deep threat from a, as a wide receiver uh, and was as good at 50-50 balls. Um, but again, so you put all that in, it looks like the line should have no shot tomorrow. So therefore, I think somehow they'll figure out a way to win. Eddie Jackson going to do something? That guy does every – going back to college. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good every, player. Every game I've ever watched him, he, he – Yeah, he, safety he does, out of Alabama. Yeah, he makes a big play. He's a good play. Well, listen. Whether it's a pick six or like – Yeah. Know, he just, he, he's always around the ball. Yeah, no. Got, something. Guy's a good player. Um, I just think if the Lions can get Stafford ju- uh, enough time um, – you know, I uh, I'm not a big uh, is it Kyle Fuller or Kendall Fuller? I think they have Kyle, right? Okay, Kyle, Kendall, Kendall Fuller. They trade. Well, they all wear number twenty three. Right? Yeah. Well, four. Well, there's Corey. Corey was the receiver, right? Who played for you he's for the, the Lions? Yeah, he's and gone. There's Kyle. Kyle. Kendall. Kendall. Kyle Fuller is the guy in the Bears who who Calvin Johnson ate his lunch when Former he was a rookie, right? From Virginia. They're all from Virginia Tech. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Fuller, I believe, got traded from the Redskins to the Chiefs. I think he's on the Chiefs now, and he also wears number twenty-three. Yeah, he's on the Chiefs. No, but don't the Bears have Kyle? Right, and Kendall and Fuller. Kendall. Sorry, Kendall Fuller's on the Chiefs now, but the Redskins yeah. used to have him. But they traded him to the Chiefs in the Alex Smith trade. Uh, anyway, but I don't think you know. I'm not a big Kyle Fuller guy, and Prince of Mukamara. Please, I don't even know how he starts for that team. So. Uh, of course, now that I said that, they both have pick sixes. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm just I, I, listen. Bears defense is legit. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Roquan Smith, I loved. You know, I loved him coming out of college. I would have been thrilled if he lasted to where the Lions were picking. Uh, Leonard Floyd seems to have figured it out a little bit. I wasn't a huge fan of his, but yeah, I was. Yeah, um, but he 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 he's, he he he's he's not he's not all the way there yet. But he, he's certainly a factor, and he's athletic, and he's fast. Um, Mac just just only Danny Trevathan. Mac, I mean, basically one one yeah. line sums him up, and it's John Gruden. Pass rushers are hard to find. Right. Yep. Yep. And Akeem Hicks, who doesn't get a lot of pub, the defensive tackle is an absolute beast. He's a monster. He's an absolute monster. And you know, TJ Lang out for the year, so the Lions are playing backup right guard. So all signs indicate that the Lions should lose and probably get blown out. Frankly. Um, but for some we're, reason, but we're going we're going double contrarian here. Well, we are, and also here's a couple. I, I do think this matters. Stafford knows how to prepare on these short weeks. He's been doing it for a long time. Um, he generally plays pretty well on Thanksgiving, even though he's down his two two of his most important weapons in Marvin Jones and Carryon Johnson. Um, and Bears are coming off a real short turnaround, having to play that Sunday night game, hard physical game against Minnesota, and then they get a which, by the way, 
If I were a Bears fan, I'd be livid. What a joke that is. I mean, you don't make a team play Sunday night and then have to play on Thanksgiving. The Cowboys have to do that a, a yeah, couple years ago. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. And, and then, and, you know, they but, did but it. they're all about safety. The league is all about safety. Well, they did it to the Lions a couple years ago, too. We played Thursday night game. We played the Sunday. We, blah, blah. Played Thanksgiving Day game, and then the next the next game was a Thursday night game. Because usually you always get the extra three days mm-hmm. because you have the short turnaround. And they, they screwed the Lions on that one year, I remember, a couple years ago, too. But, yeah, I mean, listen. All logic says that there's no way the Lions should win tomorrow, so therefore I think that they're going to win tomorrow. As good a system as any. Yeah. Um, so, but so speaking of What's which, the line in that game right now it's three and a half. It, it was higher, but I think it's down to three and a half now. It'll probably be down to three uh, by by kickoff. I'm assuming maybe even lower if, if Trubisky doesn't play. Um, but uh, you know, it's interesting. So you watch that Monday night game, right? That absolute, you know, shootout between the, the, the Chiefs and the Rams, two of the best off. You know, the Chiefs. One of the most entertaining games I've ever seen. Extremely entertaining. But did you see the whole game? Yes. See the beginning, the first drive of the Rams, uh, uh, tackling, uh, defense, fifteen yard penalty, first yeah, down. I, I, pr- I probably missed like like you okay. know, they, some they, of the first quarter. So they call they called a ridiculous penalty to keep the first drive alive for the Rams. Um, it, you know, I mean, not even. It was a perfectly legitimate clean hit that they said was, you know, either well they don't have targeting in the NFL, but it was, you know, hitting a defenseless receiver. That's yeah. their that's their yeah, it was ridiculous. And so this is this look, when you have now granted, Andy Reid, very good offensive coach. Uh, uh, Sean McVay, very good offensive coach, two really good quarterbacks, lots of weapons. I get it. I understand personnel matters, but it's a perfect storm. Right? You have the league does not want you to play defense anymore. They don't want you to hit receivers anymore, particularly coming across the middle. Not allowed to right, hit no, them anymore. That's completely taken out of Can't them. do it. Can't do it. I mean, the, the days of the 80s and 90s when receivers would worry about going over that's the middle, not, that's not gone. A thing anymore. It's gone. It's not a thing. Um, and here's the thing. Leave it to the lines to be yet again behind the curve. In a league where offense rules now, right, this is the way the league is going, particularly passing offense. Running the ball, you know what? Here's what's, here's what's happened. Well, you're saying it could be said for my squad. They, you know, yep. they tried to build a, a run first, keep your uh, yep. keep your defense off the field. Yep. The, the league is trending in the exact opposite Correct. direction. So Correct. Correct. We, we, we might be dinosaurs. Because obviously that's what you guys have tried to build this year. Correct. Correct. But but what's enraging like, is that we old school. But we actually have a gunslinger, a quarterback. We don't need to have to play this way. It's ridiculous. First yeah. of all. Second of all. The NFL has basically become college. College, you can be a really good team like Wisconsin, right? Or Georgia or LSU with a really good defense and a strong running game. You'll beat most of the teams. You ain't beating Alabama that way. Correct. Unless you have a quarterback in a passing game, you're not beating Alabama. You're not beating Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma's defense is lousy, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. you got to be able to pass the ball. And, you, and on defense, it doesn't matter about yards, points. you got to make plays. you got to turn the ball over. you got to get sacks and turnovers. What do the Rams do well? Aaron Donald's an absolute beast. Gets sacks, creates turnovers. Chiefs, Justin Houston, D. Ford, sacks, turnovers. Marcus Peters can intercept the ball uh, when he was on the Chiefs and now that he's on the Rams, even though he gets beat a lot. Yeah, got, yeah. he gets even, beat a even lot. Though, even though he might give up a lot of, uh, yep. a lot of, a lot of points, yep. they do have play, both those teams have When a ball play. hits him in the hands, he catches the ball. Yeah. It doesn't clang off his hands. It doesn't look like Patrick Ewing trying to go after a rebound. 
Uh, <laughs> um, oh but no, I mean, so 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 the NFL is basically college now. You 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 could beat Jacksonville like last year and have a really good opportunistic defense and a strong running game, and you'll get to a certain level, but you're never getting over the hump. By the way, we do, uh, on that to that point, we do have to mention Orlando Scandricks dropping an interception. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't call that a drop. Make the play. That would not call that. that a drop, dude. He left his feet. He was full extension. If he was an inch taller, he catches it. The ball hit the back. Half of his hands. It wasn't like it hit him right between the two and the two. Yeah, just being somebody watched for ten years of. of I understand. One ball after I get it. I understand, but that would have been a hell of an interception. It was an above-average play. That was not an easy play. Yeah, right. I'm, that's all yeah. I'm saying. I hear you. I hear you. Look, just I want back a lot of. Uh, I, I understand. I understand a lot of, a lot of scar tissue. A lot, of, a lot of anxious moments. I understand. Look, and I, if that's my player, I, having not had a guy who can who can pull down an interception in, since Everson Walls, I'm with it, you. It, it's, it's tough. I'm with you. Listen, I get it. You want the guy to make that play. I, I understand. Um, oh, and by the way, watching Aaron Donald, as you pointed out, no, Dad, I'm glad we didn't go to Hawaii. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No, I'm glad the Lions didn't draft Aaron Donald and took Eric Ebron. And oh, and, and, and speaking he of which, is an animal. Aaron Donald oh. was a total beast. But everybody knew yeah, this. Yeah, this was not a surprise. We knew this coming. out. All you had to do was watch. Remember, like the, at first, like he was thought maybe he's a third round pick. He's only right. six feet tall. Yep. And Gino then, Atkins. And there's the draft. Gino Atkins comp. And then yeah. as the draft process was playing on the field, oh, wow, yep. no, this guy actually can play. Yeah. I remember I was I kept doing, like, logarithms to see how how he might be there at 15. Figuring out a way for him to look. Yeah. No, I remember, I remember saying, if Aaron Donald falls to the Lions, I, I would be so thrilled because they're definitely going to take him because Sue and Nick Fairley are both going to be free agents after this year. You don't know if you're going to sign Sue. He's going to take a ton of money to re-sign him. And Nick Fairley, frankly, been a bit of a disappointment. So I was like, at, at worst, he's your third tackle on a three-tackle rotation, which when the Lions were running a 4-3 was a very vo- valuable member of and I remember then seeing mock drafts and Eric Ebron's name I'm like no that's a joke right like, like literally any other position than tight end the Lions could take <laughs> here and I would be happy literally any other than long snapper fullback or tight end basically and quarterback obviously but you know other than that any other I'm position I'm sure I got an I'm done text yes you did when they, when they, yes when you did they made that pick yes you did Yes, you did. Uh, and then I believe when they took Travis Swanson in the third round, I was also equally uh, enraged, which I turned out to be right about because he's not even on the team anymore. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, – I mean, and then I have to watch Aaron Donald absolutely and, – and now, of course, he's paired with Sue. Now, Sue's not the same player he was when he first came in the league, but he still is an effective player. I mean, the guy still rushed the passer pretty well. He's still a disruptor. Um, so, yeah, I mean – and but I remember – because remember, Aaron Donald had a bunch of sacks in college, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and a ton. A ton. He was in the backfield. He lived he in the backfield. He basically had a senior year similar to the year Sue had in Nebraska. He was unblocked. He was totally his, disruptive. I watch, watching his films like, I, right. I, we've got to figure but out But the big knock on him was that he was only six feet, feet tall, which I never understand. Because why. it's an advantage. It is an advantage because low man wins in the trenches. Why is that a disadvantage? Yes, we'd all love to have a guy like Calais Campbell who's 6'8" and is super disruptive and gets in the backfield a lot and can block passes a lot. Okay, short of that, I don't understand why. It's like Jerry Ball was six foot and it served him extremely well. He was a fire plug that he couldn't move out of the middle of the defense. Did people just watch the film? 
I, exactly. But then he went to all the postseason stuff, the senior bowling, and, and he destroyed every lineman that was projected to be a first-round pick. And then finally— Zach Martin was the only guy he didn't uh, yeah. kind of kind of play. That he didn't dominate, right. He, he act, And that was actually a big feather in Zach Martin's cap was that right. he performed as well as he did in the individual drills against uh, um, uh, Aaron Donald. Anyway— um, yeah, so 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 now, as you and I pointed out the other night via text, so anytime he makes a plan to get to watch him, we'll just Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. No, glad I'm. That, that is of <laughs> course from the name Hawaii. That's of course from the movie Vacation. Correct. When Rusty says, "No, Dad, I'm glad we didn't go to Hawaii." Right. It's right. Like slogging through the <laughs> Exactly. No, I'm glad the Lions didn't draft Aaron Donald. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. All right. Well. That is, I think, that for the NFL. We can wrap it up. We got about uh, eight or nine minutes here. So, Major League Baseball. I just got to get one thing off my chest, and then we'll finish it up with the Yankees getting James Paxton, which I think is a, a solid deal for you guys. Um, but I obviously, want to hear your take on it. So, there are talks now that the Mets are are are, are uh, entertaining, seriously considering trading Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, I saw that. Is that is that a, is that a thing, or is that just like was that was that just like an ESPN? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been all over the post. Joel Sherman wrote a column about it uh, and put two. Like pat- what, what would a trade look like? Right, and he and, and you know, look, I'll give that guy credit. That dude does his homework. Uh, I mean, if if anybody, if one person in the Mets front office gave as much time thinking about potential trades as Joel Sherman did, we might actually be <laughs> right. in good shape. I mean, honestly. Or George Costanza for that. I mean, I, I mean, literally, Joel Sherman, I mean, I got to give this guy credit. This guy is all over this stuff. He, he gives, and they're not ridiculous pie-in-the-sky uh, potential trades. He matches up need, player, skill level, contracts, like everything. He's really good at that stuff. Anyway, if the, by the way, Mets, if you wanted to actually do an out-of-the-box hire, I would have been much happier if they would have hired Joel Sherman <laughs> than Brody Van <laughs> Wagenen. Yes. Um... A sports agent. Uh, only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. only. A sports events. agent who is the agent for your most important, arguably one of your most important players, Jacob DeGrom. It's absolutely. But then also Cespedes. But then also, uh, or his agency is also represents Thor. I mean, I understand they rep a lot of guys, but whatever. It, 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 it's So anyway, the team that I keep seeing the Mets linked to are the Padres. Met logic. Let's take a, a young stud pitcher who, granted, I understand um, – Hasn't been lights out, but still, I think won 13 games on a horrendous. Him in a second, right? In a millisecond. So let's take a guy. So by the way, he makes no money. He's 25 years old. Done a team control for the next two years, right? Seemingly no reason to trade this guy. And you've said you want to build your team around pitching, right? You said you're all in on that. Mm-hmm. So let's Mets logic. Let's entertain trading to the Padres, the only other team worse than the Mets, more incompetent than the Mets in the last ten years, are the Padres. That's who we're going to trade him to because they have some supposed great farm system. Are you, if the Mets trade him to the Padres <laughs> for some prospects, you uh, seriously? What else are you going to get? Well, well, I mean, supposedly, and here's the good thing. Here's the funny thing. So, everybody loves uh, Fernando Tatis Junior. Mm-hmm. He's he's the top prospect in the Padres system, and I guess a top five prospect overall. Apparently, the Padres won't trade him. So, unless so, so you're gonna yeah, so it'll just just like it's to settle for their third and fourth best prospect. I, I honestly, dude, I'm serious. Like that that <laughs> that will be it. That will be it. Because here's the thing. It's not like if they trade Syndergaard, they're going to sign Patrick Corbin, who, by the way, I don't even want anyway. He'll stink for the Mets. You know that. Or if they signed 
Charlie Morton, he 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 will his elbow will fall off of his body in his first start. Um, or if they sign Eovaldi, his left his right arm will will come out of the socket in his first start. I mean, you know this to be true, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I understand Syndergaard's had injuries recently. They're fluky injuries. He had the ligament in his finger. He had the lat muscle the year before. These were not shoulder injuries. His hand, foot, and mouth disease. Right, hand, foot, and mouth. I mean, and again, he won 13, 12 or thirteen games on a horrendous team last year. A terrible defensive team, and he won even himself. And he had like a three thirty ERA. Still struck out a bunch. You, you don't trade guys like Noah Syndergaard. You, you give me Jackie Bradley Jr., fine. You give me Raphael Devers, okay. I'm not trading him. If are you going to trade Noah Syndergaard, I need a young uh, you, Paul Goldschmidt, okay, fine. That I can live with. Give me a guy who I can plug into my lineup who's going to hit 40 home runs and 100 RBIs, or 30 and 100, or he's going to play great defense. And you know, so, I, that, I, That's what I Something need. Something you can use. Yeah, exactly. So... Anyway, just had to throw that out there. Only in Metland would this even be a topic of conversation. Right. Now, James Paxton, big left-handed pitcher, had a nice year for the Mariners last year. Guys hurt a lot. Yes, he is. Um, yeah, most innings he's thrown is 160, I believe. Yeah. So um, Sample list, I think, was like five times the last three years. Right. And he's 30, which is not old, but it's not young. But I, you, you didn't really give up a lot to get him, did you? Justin so. Sheffield, right? Well, who, by the way, by by most accounts, is slots they think third starter at best. Starter, yeah. right? Now the other thing about Ju- Justice Sheffield, uh, I don't know if you saw like any of those like those, those homegrown. The, 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 there was that series homegrown which followed the uh, the AAA team. No, nah, I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, so if you watch, I, I didn't watch much of it, but what little I watched, yeah. Justice Sheffield, a lot of Robert Griffin there. A lot of platitudes. Oh, really? Very camera. Oh. It's very obvious. It's, okay. not like, I'm not like, it's not like I'm not nitpicking. You weren't overthinking it? No, no, not at all. Because I'm, I'm not the only one who's, who noticed it. Too. Okay, okay. Uh, another uh, close friend from a uh, Yankee fan. Yeah. Actually was on it we were, like, at the same time. Like, Got a lot of... Sheffield really likes the camera. A lot, of, a lot of the lot Barber of brothers in them. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, not that like the barbers were always. They also always had that like I'm, I'm angling for a TV job. Uh huh. Always. It, it, yeah, he's more of just like he says like he says things. He says what he you says, think. He says platitudes. He has those platitudes. That, you know, it's like Tim Robbins and, and, and Bill Durham. It's, it's like when Kevin Costner yeah. coaches yeah, I, Tim Robbins and Bill Durham. It's just like just try yeah, to take it one day at a time. Just happy to be here. Yeah, but it, it's it's more it's more of like a like kind of like an arrogance, like knowing the cameras on you and just like it's. It's something. It's, it's you wouldn't notice it. It's in, palpable. You yeah, you wouldn't notice it in a second. Okay. So um, yeah, but but from just a pure uh, pitching standpoint, you know, he came up for a cup of coffee late in the, right. in the year. It's got good stuff. It's okay. Got really good stuff. I mean, you know, it, not, not obviously a very small sample size. Right. Which is, you could see he's got he's got good stuff. It's it's a calculated um, risk. It's a it's a perfectly reasonable trade for the Yankees to nobody, make. Nobody seems to think he's he's much more than a third starter or 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 a candidate for the bullpen. Even if he turns uh, into a, a, a good starter, I mean Paxton is a proven somewhat yeah, that, that, proven that, commodity. The Yankees, the Yankees only had him for two years before right. uh, before you know his contract. Right. You know, they have to try to resign. Look, you guys had to do something. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's fine. It's a good first. It's a first. It's a good first move. You're looking for another oh. starter, though, for sure. Oh, he, he's as Cashman said it's absolutely. He's looking. He's, he's, so let me. I have to think they're either. Gonna, they're probably going to either sign. Let uh, me throw three names at you. Hap. Let me give you three names. Let me give you three names. Tell me, tell me who you would want out of these three guys. Hap, or obviously the other two guys are going to have to make a trade for. It, but either Hap, Kluber, Carrasco. Oh. um... 
Well, having being that I wouldn't have to give anything up for him, right? It probably would be my first choice because because you're gonna have to give up the farm for those other two guys. I don't think you are. Uh, you have to give us something good, but I don't think you, you, you sure. Also, well, the other thing is the Yankees don't have a lot left to trade. They've they've got trade most. And of you already and you got Clint Frazier from the Indians, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure that that's like that's the number one guy you'd have to part with, right? Um, but that's not giving up a lot. For Kluber, no, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, you'd um, have to give up more than just Clint Frazier for yes, Corey Kluber. Yeah, you would. But now, let me ask you this. The only, no, the only let me thing ask that you concerns this. you. Let me uh, ask you this. With Kluber, is, is his postseason not great? Record, not great. But you got to get there. True. Um, he's nasty too. Yeah. Um, and Carrasco, Carrasco has, you know, he's got great stuff, but he gets hurt. You know, he he's not never major, but he always gets dinged up a little bit throughout the course of the season. Um, would you do a Clint Frazier, Gary Sanchez for Kluber, Jan Gomes trade? Uh, hmm. Interesting. Has that been? Is that? A, no, is I'm just thinking because I I know the Indians are looking to get rid of Gomes because he's making seven million dollars, but at seven fifty OPS, he's considered a pretty decent uh, defensive catcher. Um, obviously, Sanchez's stock's probably a little low after the season that he had. Right. But obviously, right. teams out there would, would certainly think that they can get him f- turned around in the right direction. Um, and, you know, just just thinking about it, just something to, to, to throw out. And obviously, really the Indians are looking be, for young I'd be, outfielders. I'd be very hesitant to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, I, I, fair enough. Just just something I thought about. Yeah, I mean, Kluber's, when he's on, he's lights out. Yeah. Oh, he's one yeah. of the best pitchers in the game. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of Cy it. Young, former Cy Young, not too long, what, two yeah. years ago? Uh, that, that, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have it. Now, I, that, uh, you know, uh, Schoenfeld for ESPN. Yeah. I mean, he most ridiculous thing. It, was, it wasn't even tongue-in-cheek. He was talking about, you know, what the Yankees, uh, he could see the Yankees doing. Machado, Bryce Harper. And Did you read it? Uh-huh. Yeah, so, uh-huh. the, no, first Daniel Murphy. Right. Oh. Then let's go get Patrick Corbin. Okay. Then let's get Machado. Uh-huh. And then, uh, they'll, and then they'll go over the luxury tax and they'll get Harper. I mean, that's Okay, so just, let's just get everybody. Yeah, let's right. just make it, let's yeah, just make let's it just fantasy it. baseball. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's like, is it really hot? Oh, by the way, speaking of Machado, and we'll wrap it up oh, yeah, on this. Oh, yeah, no part of him. Did, did you and see his made, latest, though? He's trying to do damage control right, right, now. Yeah, it was, it was he's, he's saying that. Well, not that he didn't say take it at, they were taking it out of context, but it didn't come out the right way. And what he meant to say was that he's not a fake hustle guy, but that he'll do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. I, I'll say I this. I saw all I needed to see. Well, you know... Obviously, yes. You're the Yankees. You are in the position to not have to sign him, right? Now, look, I thought what Hal Steinbrenner did was brilliant, though. Brilliant. See, this is the kind of shit that the Mets owner should be doing. See, it's like when when Mr. Lippman said to Elaine about Kramer's coffee table book. This is the kind of stuff you should be coming. You should be coming. This kind of ideas you should be bringing to me. What what is it you do around here all day? Anyway, so what Hal Steinbrenner did when he said, "Look, I'd have I I, I definitely need to to hear more about this." Right? He provided perfect cover because if the Yankees do in fact decide to sign Machado, and then he 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 does have some issues with hustle, right? Hal Steinbrenner can say, "Look." I, I I told you guys I thought this was an issue. I he assured us that it wouldn't be, but now that it is, but you know you, you know what I'm saying? Like he's right, he's right. done he's got out in front of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Mets will sign him, and they'd be shocked, shocked, yeah, shocked, shocked the first time he turns shocked the first time he turns a double into a single because he's styling profiling at home plate, and it comes in the ninth inning of a tie game and ends up costing the Mets a win. They'll be shocked. C- couldn't believe it. 
Yeah, I don't know. Did you read the article with Buck about Manny too? No. So Buck, Buck pretty much vouched for him, which to me goes a long way. Right. Right, because Buck does not I, suffer yeah, I know, fools. I, I know Buck was a fan. Yes. So look, I mean, here's the thing: the Yankees are are first of all, you don't need them, um, and and you have established a culture where I think he would he would fit in, but you're you are allowed. You're in a position to not have to go after him. The Mets, on and the again, other hand, again, what am I looking for? Glass eaters. Correct. The he, Mets, he ain't a glass he's eater. not. But to see the Mets, on the other hand, he's 26, okay? He plays every freaking day. The Mets are in no position to be worried about extraneous things like that. I'm right. sorry. Right. They are not. It's a huge position in need, If you, especially if he – look, I, if you tell him he's got to play if – he, if he's willing to play third base and you're the Mets, you do it in a second because he's the best – he's right up there with Arenado defensively at third base – and, you know, you put him there next to the young shortstop. Uh, you put him right in the middle of that lineup. He makes everybody else better. He makes Conforto better. God forbid you ever got Cespedes back, even if it was for August and September and you were still alive. You put him behind Machado, Machado behind him, Conforto. I mean, then you have a, then you really have something there. Right. And you know what? Now, now you're doing something. You know what? And I'll even live with the occasional lap, mental lapses or the hustle lap. If he's going to hit 270 with 35 home runs and 110 RBIs and play spectacular defense, right. guess what? I'll live with the occasional not running so the ball. You, you pencil him in the lineup, you know what you get. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, anyway. Oh, and just, just real quick. Yes. Because there hasn't been any talk about it, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden um, the, the outfielder winds up here. Who? Oh. Harper. Oh, with the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, just just because. Of course like, not. Scott Boros is his agent, right? And, and like same with Teixeira. Nobody even knew the Yankees were in on Teixeira. Right. Oh, and, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Wouldn't be surprised at want, all. You, obviously, you've seen a lot more than I do. Do I, do I want the outfielder? <sighs> my my instincts. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, of course, got. Here's the thing. I don't want him. I, I understand. Is, 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 uh, I understand. Barren, but there's something about him that doesn't sit. Well, he's very unlikable. I mean, right. he's he's entirely unlikable. I mean, it, you know. He, is he a glass eater or is he just a jackass? Um, you know, I think he can be when it suits him. So, like, Murphy is a glass eater. Now, he's also one of the dumbest baseball players I've ever seen play. But Murphy is a glass eater. Murphy will do everything that in his power. He will battle every at-bat. Harper. Yeah, I think I, I would not be surprised if the Yankees brought him in. Murphy would be great. Look, as long as he can play 110, 20 games for you guys, he'd be he'd be great. He'd be a great addition. I mean, he's yeah. 35, coming off a knee injury. Um, but as long as you're not counting on him to play every day, you get him 350 to 400 at bats, DH, first base, whatever. Uh, he'd be he'd be a really good addition for you guys, particularly you know playing in Yankee Stadium with the short porch. Obviously, Harper's going to hit 45 home runs playing Yankee Stadium. I mean, let's just say that for right now. I mean, he 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 has power anywhere. Uh, obviously, Yankee Stadium be a huge benefit um, when he's locked in and into it at all times and and is at his apex. He's the best player in baseball, right up there with Mike Trout. But there are times where maybe it's just slumps or whatever for the games I've seen. Because there are times he either kill. He's like Stanton in the sense that he either kills the Mets or that he does nothing against the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Matt Hart. But even when he's going bad, he's, he works walks, right? Even when he's not he walks going a ton. Well. He walks. The walls also a lot of the function. The team's not going to let him beat them. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and even though the Nationals, you know, especially when Ryan Zimmerman was batting behind him, which, by the way, uh, Dusty Baker, if you want to know why maybe you don't have a job, that might have something to do with it. Um, Theoretically, he'll be getting a lot more pitches to hit. Right. Depending on where he's right. Going. So, but yeah, listen, uh, 
you got to take the money out of it because the Yankees, the money doesn't matter. I mean, it really doesn't. Because even because when you guys pay one guy a lot of money, it doesn't preclude you from adding other guys. See, if I'm a Met fan, I do have to be nervous a right, little bit. Because you know that because, they're, 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 right. not only will you not be able to sign somebody else, you won't be able to keep somebody keep, keep one of your guys. Correct, correct. So if I were the Yankees, honestly, I mean, the only, the only thing is, again, is that what you need? I mean, I don't know. Do you, you already have Stanton and I mean, Cashman's, uh, you know, he's and not. And Judge. He's, 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 priority number one has been pitching. Right. I don't I, look. I don't think it's, offense is your problem. I really not, don't. It's, it's, I don't really don't think it is. it is. And even with Didi missing the first half of the year, um, you figure it out. You figure it out. You really could figure it out. I, there's no, pl- Cashman's made no bones about it. He's going after pitching. Yeah. Now I I, I, I think I, I, I see Harper going to the Cardinals. That, that, that's my call. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go to the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In any event, that is it for tonight's show. Covered a lot of ground. We sure did. Well done. Nice spot out of you. Um, as always, thanks for listening. Check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Twitter at Jamal About Sport. You can also check us out on the Facebook page, Jamal About Sports, and also the website, JamalAboutSports.com. Uh, happy and healthy Thanksgiving to all of you listeners out there. And we'll be back next week with another show. Until then, peace out.